Hello and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week we'll talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we'll compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, the Bellows reunite one last time as we break down the entire Pitch Perfect Aka franchise in our special retrospective episode. Andrew, we have made it to the end uh, of the Pitch Perfect franchise. We're here. We are here. I know you have loved this franchise so, so much, my friend. <laughs> this, is, this has been tough. This has been tough. Um, is this the toughest journey we've gone on so far? For me, yes, actually. Yeah. No, I, been, I agree this, with you. This has been the toughest for me. Like the, and I, I want to be very clear. The first one was was okay. I was like, all right, this isn't, you know, this is fine. And then it just got progressively worse. And I was like, this is really, I mean, this is tough, uh, tough, tough movies to sit through. But I, look, I'm glad we're at the retrospective. This is the last time we have to talk about this. I don't want to revisit this for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad this is the last one. So... Yeah, here we are. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, it's it, it's been uh, it's been interesting. I guess is the way to say it. You know. Mm, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, you know, it's it's been weird to watch this franchise just kind of uh, tank itself. Yes. <laughs> so as literally, we, as we've gone through, like literally, shoot itself in the foot. Yeah. 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 But you know, it is what it is, my friend. Yeah. It's uh, like it shot itself in the foot on the side of a building and then hopped off the side of the building <laughs> and splattered on the ground. <laughs> It's the scene from the other guys with it's the rock and Samuel Jackson. They just go. They aim ready. for the bushes. Yeah, they aim for the bushes. But there's no bushes. No bushes. <laughs> Boy, they hit the ground. So yeah, yeah. It's it's been fun. If you can't yeah. tell, we loved this. Yeah, uh, it's been something. Uh, but no, we are of course talking about Pitch Perfect, uh, the movies we've done. Uh, mm-hmm. You want to give us a rundown of the movies we have had so far in this franchise? Yes, my I friend. can. We've done Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect 2 and Pitch Perfect 3. Very good. Are you excited for Pitch Perfect 4, my friend? Uh, no. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> Surprise, it's actually a 4 you never you never heard of. No. If there was this another is, movie... This is the Pitch Perfect 4 review. I think you would have I think you would have lost your mind. If there was a fourth movie, I, I would have. Yes, I would have lost my mind. I probably... Depending on what they did, if it was as bad as 3 or worse, you I would have been ranting and raving on here going, What are they doing? Like... <laughs> I don't think this is going to be the worst franchise we've done. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, which I think is going to be interesting to see, like, that things are actually going to get worse yeah, than there this. Are, there are franchises but, uh, worse than this, but, like, I think what makes this so unique is kind of the fact that it starts off fairly strong. Well, that, yeah. And then literally, I mean... Well, this this is 100%, you know, we've talked about, like, when we did some of the other franchises, like, them, you know, investing in kind of the wrong things and doubling down on the wrong things. Yeah. and. And, you know, like, they looked at the first movie and they kind of repeated, like, they didn't grow. Like, we talked about the strength. What really Mm -hmm. makes a really great franchise is something that looks at the movies. What works? Mm -hmm. Let's take that. But let's also tell another story. We're not going to tell the same story. We're not. Right. Gonna, we're not going to just keep these characters stagnant. They're going to change. They're going to grow. You know, mm-hmm. Dom Toretto, throughout some movies, not all of them, but throughout some movies, has arcs. You know, right. you know, Sarah Connor has an arc on Terminator One, Terminator Two. Like right. they they grow. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. The before trilogy, these characters are growing and changing yep. and learning over these years, over these movies, right. and this is just. We're, hey, let's double down on the on the on the fat jokes. Let's double down on the, the racist music. jokes. Let's, yeah, let's double. Hey, hey, hey uh, John Michael Higgins was was a uh, racist in the first movie. So, or sorry, he was sexist in the first movie. So let's make him racist in the second movie. Yeah, doubling down on the wrong things, putting right. the wrong things in here, and. 
this uh, the first movie worked because of this aspect. No, it didn't. No, you need you don't understand why the first movie was a success. Yeah, and Luke completely losing that and trying to kind of do the first movie over again with the second movie and yeah. kind of made it worse and not as effective and way worse. And yeah, it's just it is frustrating to watch this happened because we have had examples of franchises that learn and they grow and they change mm-hmm. and they better themselves. And this is not that, unfortunately. No, it is it, it is a franchise that did not learn a thing. No. If it learned anything, it learned the wrong lessons, yep. as you just said, because I think it, it progressively yeah. doubled down on the things you didn't want them to double down on, and they tried to kind of, it felt like almost change the narrative and say, this is what, this is what made the first movie great and it's like no that's not what made the first movie great why are you going in this direction and then by the third movie they're just like okay let's just double down on this one character and really go and it's just it's like they missed the point every single time um, outside of the first one it's like they just kept missing the point they had a nice little world that they made and Mm -hmm. then they kind of wanted to expand it and like I keep referring to this like parody like nature but then they're like let's just go out insane like because the first movie was kind of goofy we have the right to go into this absurd right you know way and that's to me like yes the first movie is kind of parody in, in nature of like this this acapella world but it, it felt pretty grounded for the for, for the most part it felt like our world but right everybody little maybe dialed up to 11 but mm-hmm. in the second one everybody's dialed up to like 17 right and the third one everybody's dialed up to 100 right like, and it, i don't know it just it, it definitely it loses control mm-hmm. and and i don't i don't know if it's kate cannon was you know tired and, and kind of rushed some of those scripts like i know and i don't have this as like do you think she felt pressure well, I to know, like i know that make it a trilogy and they just talk, said we're gonna talk a little bit when we do some final fun facts about how like the first movie was a little bit of a work in progress and it took a, it took quite a little bit of a time like mm-hmm. like four years i think for them to actually work on and develop the story for the first movie right and the second one was much more rushed because the first movie was a success Let's jump into the second one. So, and she also, I think, was dealing with she had a child, I believe. So she was trying to be a mother, but right. also write the script. And kind of, I think she even said like she didn't have a lot of time. Like it almost didn't happen because the script almost didn't even exist because right. she didn't have a lot of time. And I feel like you can tell that there is a rushed aspect to that. To that one, I would imagine. I don't know much about the progress of the third movie, mm-hmm. but I would imagine that it's probably similar. Of like right. second one again, the second one is the most successful comedy musical of all time. Right. So like, let's make another one. Let's, we gotta have, we have to finish off this trilogy. We have to make another one. Let's rush it out as quickly as we possibly can. It's only two years after the second one is the third one. Let's capitalize um, on let's the success. Let's capitalize on the success. Right. And it's clearly a worse of a movie because they didn't take the time to to really look at, at what works to to, to focus to, on what matters exactly. Right. And, and I think I think you can tell that it's probably rushed. And, yeah. and I, I'm not trying to put this on Kate Cannon and whatever, but. It just, something got lost in the shuffle here. Right. And this is the first time that you can really, like, you can see it, but not necessarily pinpoint where the problem was. Because, like, with, like, Terminator, I think, you know, we had some problems with some of the Terminator movies, and I think we can pinpoint the, like, right. the absence of James Cameron. Right. Being, you know, that's clearly what's missing right. from the but Terminator this, movies. this is different because there is a thread with Kay Cannon. Yeah. But and also, and I think you can make an argument there's a thread with Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. She, she, between producing, starring, and, direct, and, and, and director of, the, directing, sec- of yeah. the second movie, she's there. She's highly yeah. involved. And I just right. think, I, I don't know, I think that, that maybe at this time, this like, maybe more like meta, Nate, meta humor and like, like, I don't know, this like, 
fast-paced, like, in-your-face kind of, like, right. humor was going. And maybe, you know, we mentioned that it was up against some big competition. Uh, the third, the picture of three was up against some big competition. Yes. So maybe they wanted to make it more of an action movie to, yeah. to, to kind of get that audience in there, maybe. But it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work, man. It's not the it doesn't right work. Move. Like you can't, you can't make that decision just to go up against another no. movie. Like, stay true to what the soul of the movie is yeah. and not try to, like alter it because you're like oh we're, we're going up against star wars so we better put action in it's like the a- and the action stuff isn't until the last 20 minutes like no. we were saying yeah so it's kind of this a bit of a, a bit of a bait and switch movie in a way where it promotes itself as this one thing but it should have never been that thing to begin with no. it should have never been an action movie it should have just stayed true to itself and been a musical and, comedy and like i said it's frustrating because you can see elements of a better story in this movie i know i know you can see that somebody had a good idea and it lost itself and yeah. they were afraid like i don't know if 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 part of like you know because this this kind of is like our generation almost like you know like uh i mentioned like the first one kind of being um uh high in our generation's like list of like teen movies or or college movies you know what i mean like not quite at the level of a a super bad like you mentioned or like (laughs) i mentioned like mean i think mean girls is standard right oh for sure yeah um but kind of up there but like i don't know if because maybe they felt like our generation didn't want sincerity and they right. wanted ridiculousness they wanted things to be to be you know some like gross out humor and right. in your face humor and fast paced humor and don't stop i don't want to think about feelings i don't want to think about emotions but right. i think th- i think that we the people have found success in things that are not afraid to have emotion like mm-hmm. like we've learned that like what works for like this generation is is you know like the humor and stuff, but but I you know they we do want to have something that we can attach to, that we can connect to, that we can have an emotional connection with, right? And to feel, you know right. what I mean? And but also have a good time. Like it's okay to have emotions and to have a connection with these characters in the story, right? And still have funny jokes and ridiculous things. Like if they took. 10 minutes to have an actual it character moment in Pitch Perfect 3, the action sequence to me wouldn't bother me as much. Yeah. But they, you could tell that, like, they are afraid that maybe their the audience is going... They don't have faith in the audience that maybe they thought they were going to be bored. They didn't trust them. By, they didn't like, trust the by audience. like, a sincere moment. Exactly. They yeah. didn't trust them. And, and that, to me, is frustrating because... Yeah. I want that. I want those moments. Like now we have something like like Coda, right? Coda, right. you know, is is the big uh, award nomination, Oscar nominated. You know, yeah. this this year, this movie, teen movie. You know, I know it's a little out of our generation. Well, kind of, more but, of it like a coming still, of age film. Yeah, but it's, yeah. a, it's a coming of age movie about this girl in high school that has some really good humor yeah. in it, but also is very sweet at its heart. Yeah, and that works. And I think something like Pitch Perfect, you know, it doesn't need to be exactly that, but to have something... But that's what the, that's you just said it. I mean, this franchise lost its heart yeah. as it kept going. It's It almost feels like each movie, you can feel it ripping its heart out yeah. each movie. By the third one, they're just crushing it in their hand. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that's kind of upsetting I mean, because you know yeah. it, it, it's one of those situations you want it it has heart in the first movie i will say that there is heart in the first movie you kind of start to see the hand go in the chest in the second movie yeah. and then the third movie it rips it out yeah crushes it and you're just like oh bummer the point, and i'm not saying that like these women have to have boyfriends or whatever but like the third movie they literally no, they just like hey, we're just writing these guys out like there's one line to say oh jesse's not here bumper's not here get yeah. used to it there's no like I don't know. To me, it just it it, it did not. It, it's it's just 
It's upsetting. It's well, upsetting it's, to it's, see. It's also just not. The, it's also the fact they're not closing arcs that they set yeah. up. Like we were talking about with Pitch Perfect three, Aubrey's father. That entire arc over three movies, and it concludes with a post credit scene. Yeah. It doesn't even make the main movie. Yeah. And you're like, how is that not part of the yeah. ending of this movie? How is that a post credit scene? Like that's yeah. just mind boggling to me. Because if you ask me, that's that's a thread they've been literally needling for three movies. Yep. And I don't know, it's disrespectful to the character and characters, but again, this is kind of Pitch Perfect 3 problems. No, but, 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 but the whole I, thing... I, but I think we're pointing out that, like, there are threads laid out, there are story arcs laid out in the first movie that come to a head that you think that should be resolved by the third movie and showing growth for all of these characters, yeah. and they're kind of all just dealt with poorly. Yeah. And it's like everything they established in that first movie did not matter by the time the third yeah. movie came around. And they were like, we're I, just going to make it whatever we want. I think that this is an example of like... Like, I'm not trying to say that every movie needs to be serious or dramatic. No, no, but, no, not by any and means. And I, I know that this is meant to be just like this fun time, you know, girl power. Like, and I'm all for girl power. Like, we literally have sat here and said, Sarah, you know, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor is like one of our favorite characters we've talked about on this entire show so far. But to just see, like, how... Like, if, if the first movie was more like the third movie, then mm-hmm. maybe it wouldn't be as bad for me. But because right. they show that it can be more than this... Like, you know, when I'm watching the movie Airplane, right? Which is just a straight parody movie. Ridiculous <laughs> right. comedy. It's funny. Yeah. And and it's not meant to be serious or have these dramatic moments. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. asking for dramatic moments out of Airplane, right? Right. But because Pitch Perfect 1 takes the time to have those moments... To do that with the characters, right. it feels weird when that's completely gone from the second and third movie. Well, that is it, weird. It's the thing they should have kept going with. They yeah. should have had dramatic moments in each movie and showed the Bellas growing with each film. Yeah. And the dramatic aspects were the better parts of the first yeah. movie. And I just, I, I really wish they did that. And obviously, yeah. as we when we even when we were talking Pitch Perfect two. I mean, there were story arcs removed. I mean, Jesse's whole story was removed and he didn't even matter. And there's like, they're chopping up different story aspects and you're just like watching and you're going, this is kind of messy. And it's a little, you know, it is what it is. But the franchise as a whole, just kind of a messy, messy thing. It's It's, messy. It's it's disappointing. It's It's really disappointing. It's disappointing and messy. Well, we mentioned our three movies. Let's talk about box office. You know, on these retrospective episodes, we like to talk about box office uh, and the, the critics and audience Rotten Tomato scores. But let's do box office first. Okay. So uh, I always like to throw it yeah. to you, my friend. We only have three movies. Pretty right, easy. Right. Uh, uh, what do you think? Let's rank. Let's start. Uh, let's the rank these by the bottom. Yeah. Which do you think from lowest to highest? How do you rank these by the box office? What do you think? Okay. I think it is number three, Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Number two, Pitch Perfect three. Yes. And number one, Pitch Perfect two. My friend, three weeks in a three franchises. Wow. wow, you have done it. You are nice. a roll, my I'm on friend. A roll. I did it. Let's uh wait till we wait till we get to these bigger franchises. We got some like, bigger ones coming. No, we got some bigger ones coming. I'm gonna be sitting here going, oh, seven? <laughs> Fast and Furious 12. <laughs> uh, yes, so number three, Pitch Perfect with $115.4 million. Uh, number two, Pitch Perfect 3 with $185.4 million. And number one, Pitch Perfect 2 with $287.5 million. Yes. So 
Uh, it is crazy that uh, Pitch Perfect 2 made that much money. Yeah, I That's mean, a it's, lot. I mean, it's, and you gotta think, these are really low budget. It, and this is... Well, it's, it's still the highest grossing musical comedy of all time, yeah, correct? As far as, as, far I, as we I know, could that's tell, still... That's, yeah. Wow, that's well, I mean, crazy. Musical comedy, there's like not that many musical comedies. True, true. You know what they I mean? Don't, like, they, that's not like... Mamma Mia, I guess. Well, like, no, yeah, really, I mean, right? that, like, that entire kind of genre has faded out from time. I mean, like, when you look on like old movies... They all used to be musical comedies. Yeah. They all had to be like a musical comedy yeah. element. And now it's like that entire genre has really faded. Yeah. And I think it's because a lot of it has already been done. Obviously, Pitch Perfect was different because of the niche it had with it being an acapella yeah. group. Yeah. But there really is no reason to have those anymore. I mean, I guess and like, I think that's why. Do you count like some of the Disney movies as musical comedies? Do they fall under that umbrella? Um, I, I technically they do, but I kind of think that's animation is is. Different, different yeah. from that because I, I don't know that's just me no, no, I kind of feel no. like that's the animation world yeah. and a lot of animated movies do well, that anyway what I like to see is that especially because this is a franchise a franchise of, of a pretty like low to mid budget movies right that make you know they don't make a billion dollars but they make their money back and more some yeah and I think that that's really great I do think that that is no not the that this franchise per se but I think that that is something that we are kind of missing yeah more of and actually I think the pandemic is going to open actually oddly open that back up right for like you know we're not unless you're a Spider-Man No Way Home uh, or probably like the Batman. Right? Are we going to have these? Like, there's not going to be billion dollar movies as much anymore. Like, people aren't going. People aren't going the way that they used to. Be, you know, because of restrictions right, and, and right. everything yeah, like that. Yeah. And I think that this, we are going to see more of like, you know, like movies that are with a little bit of a lower budget. Yeah. They they make their money back. They make maybe double their money. And, right. And I think we're going to get that. But we 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 lost that. There was we came to a point where we lost that. Like like it, everything was like this movie has to cost 250, 300 million dollars, you know, and it has to make a billion dollars worth of break even or whatever, right? Right. And I think, you know, something like Pitch Perfect where I mean, literally the first movie had a budget of 17 yeah. million dollars, the second movie had a budget of 31, and the third movie had a budget of 45 million dollars. Like These are small small to budgets. mid budget movies. Yeah, these yeah. are kind of these are kind of like mid card budgets and and you know to see them making 200 million dollars right we're going we're not going to see many of the as we get into the bigger franchises we're not going to see that many and more of the modern franchises right we're not going to see that those like those types of numbers again yeah which i i do give them credit for that for sure they found a way to be successful without having to be uh over the top or like you know uh they they weren't like well pitch perfect 2 didn't make a billion dollars so we're not making another one you know what i mean like yeah and i mean most of the time once a movie makes its money back and there's a potential for a sequel yeah you're 90 percent of the time gonna see a sequel yeah and that's just kind of how it is and that was the case with Pitch Perfect. I mean, it made the money back every single time, so why wouldn't you keep making more? Yeah. I think it's also because you're right. They're not, you know, unless you are a superhero film, you're not really guaranteed that budget back. Yeah. And I, I think even with, like, regular action films now, which usually always make their money back, I think even those are struggling. That aren't superhero movies. Yeah. I think even some just regular action movies do struggle to get that yeah. money back. And usually those are, like, you can bank them, but... Yeah. You know, I just—it's funny because I've looked at like some of the box office numbers. I'm seeing now like things like, oh, this movie made 
you know, because we, like, we're used to, like, I'm used to, like, you know, what? Uh, Avengers made... Which Avengers, one? Avengers, Avengers Endgame, Endgame yeah. made, what, a, a billion dollars in a weekend, I think, or something it like that? close to... I think it was, I think... Was it a billion in I a weekend? I think it made a... Worldwide, I think it made a billion dollars in a weekend, maybe? I mean, wow, we'll talk great. about when we yeah. get there, but... Uh, but it, 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 it ended it, on, like, two billion, though, right? It ended over two billion, yeah. Right. It might not have made a billion dollars, but it was, like... It made a billion dollars like in, like, a week, I think. Right, right. But, like, now we're seeing things like... Oh, this movie made $25, $35 million. You know, now that we're in this pandemic, this right. movie made $35 million in a weekend. That's really good. Yeah, like that's a success. To see, yeah, to see now yeah, like yeah. in the in this world, that's a success. Yeah. But like that would have been like a bomb, you know, a, before Any pre pandemic. Pre pandemic, thirty-five million absolutely would yeah. have bombed and it would have been like, that's not good. Like thirty-five million <laughs> is like that's a low budget movie. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like so yeah, no, I agree it's, with you. It's just funny to see that I get I think that we are going to see more of these but or you know because like two like you know I think I think if the first Pitch Perfect was made in say 2018, right? Because I know the third one came out in 17, but if the first movie was made in like 2018, it's a Netflix movie. It's 100%. not. It's not in theaters. It's, it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, it's it goes so. Netflix streaming wherever HBO yeah. Max even. Yeah, yeah, anywhere. So uh, so let's talk about the critics' Rotten Tomato score. I'm not going to have you rank these anymore. <laughs> no, I never do um, this. Uh, number three. Pitch Perfect 3, yes. rotten at 28%. Uh-huh. Number 2, Pitch Perfect 2, uh-huh. fresh at 65%. And number 1, Pitch Perfect 1, certified fresh at 81%. Yeah. So you can see that decline. You We're not see. the only ones that kind of feel <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel uh, the quality uh, drop. drop. Yeah, you can feel uh, that quality drop. It's same, same thing as we look at the audience Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> we have Pitch Perfect 3 is Pitch Perfect 3, yep. rotten at 43%. 2 is Pitch Perfect 2, fresh at 64%. And one, Pitch Perfect one, fresh at 83%. So basically, audiences and critics are more or less aligned here. The yeah. biggest difference is in three. It's rotten for critics at 23 and, right, and, right. and four, or sorry, 28. And at audiences, it's 43. So the audience mm-hmm. is like a little bit more than critics, but I mean, not that not, much. Not by much. No. You know? And yeah. they still ever, it still consensus that it's a, it's a, it's a bad, bad movie. movie. Yeah, it's a so, bad movie. Yeah, I think it's always just fun to look at those numbers. But. My friend, we are back in one of my favorite segments here on these retrospective episodes because we get to talk about the extended franchise because... My friend, uh-huh. last time we had a franchise, we didn't really get to do this. We didn't do it at all, really. We didn't do it yeah. at all. There wasn't one. We kind of were floundering and looking for something to cover here. <laughs> but we actually get to do this. And this isn't a big one. You know, Pitch yeah. Perfect's not, you know, not not a huge one. Not like yeah. a Terminator yeah. or Fast Furious. No, it's not. It's but, not it, there's no, uh, you know, rides. No, uh, I was hoping. I was hoping there would be yeah, something. Yeah, there's no theme park rides but, here. But, but you know. uh, I was looking for like a stage show. I couldn't believe that there wasn't like a universal like Pitch Perfect stage show. Oh, that's shocking. Yeah. yeah. You would think maybe like even at like Universal Studios yeah. they do like a Pitch Perfect stage show type deal. I, That'd be, oh, yeah. well. Uh, but no, we do have some extended franchise. So let's. You know, th- this is uh, anything that's outside of the movies, okay. right? So we we know we have our movies. We have one, two, three. Picture yes. one, two, three. I always think it's fun to to look at you know, the elements that extend out of the movies, right? Yeah. What what's what's there in the world of Pitch Perfect what that's not branches just out. Exactly. Featured that's not just featured in the movies. Yeah. So we do have TV. Let's talk about TV. Ooh. Uh, not out yet. Not and, out yet. And we're going to talk about this more as we do the future of the franchise. Sure. But but just a little tease, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, in September 2021, it was announced, and we've talked about this throughout the other episodes. Yes, we have. That, uh, that a series based on Adam Devine's Bumper Allen, mm-hmm. focusing on his character, uh, was ordered for Peacock. 
for a 2022 release. So this is the this Universal year. streaming service. Yeah. Going to come out this year. Yep. I will probably check this out. I Good for you. I don't know if you're, I, if you're willing well, to give I, this a shot. I, I think I'm good. I'm good <laughs> on Pitch Perfect. I, you know, I look, I think bringing Bumper Allen back is a good idea. Yeah. I do. I'm, I'm just not entirely sure that I'm invested in, like, a Pitch Perfect show I think myself this... just because I'm not really crazy about this series. But I could see for fans, this would probably be great. I think this is the way to do it. I, I think, do, too. Yeah, I think no. that we are going... And, you know, as... I think this is going to feel more like the first movie. Yes. As we do more of these more modern franchises, or right. I mean, not even, I guess, because they're doing this with some of the older ones, but we're going to be seeing like franchises like, like Karate Kid, you know right. what I mean? Like That are doing, focusing on like maybe TV's the way to go. Right. And it gives you more time to actually flesh out these characters and tell... A better story than you have in a movie, right? And and I, you know, that was my biggest complaint about the third one is I thought that there was something actually there and they just kind of rushed through it. So right. maybe a Bumper Allen show, like Bumper Allen in the Pitch Perfect movies, is pretty wild character, comedic character, not right. really a sincere character. Maybe they give Adam Devine an actual chance to do some acting here and actually have some sincere moments. So will he actually get to be dramatic? If they let him do it, I think it would work. I, I think, think it could work. It. Yeah, so, I think you could do it. Uh, but yeah, the show will follow Bumper several years after the events of the film. So I guess yes. they, they usually go to like Oh, several years after the Well, events. they usually wow. go they usually go to where we are. So like Right. I right. think the biggest thing was like Pitch Perfect three came two years after Pitch Perfect two, but it's set three years so like they did like right. one year jump right but it's usually like it's already been so this, this might be 2022 yeah set. Pro- probably will be because it, it, it's been five years since the last movie right so it would make sense that yeah, it's and been... we haven't seen him in since 2015 right so this might so. even this might even cover like some of that time during yeah. like where was he during pitch perfect three so it's and gonna stuff. be yeah. as he travels to germany to revive his music career when one of his songs becomes a hit there of course so kind of the this is the, kind of a hasselhoff, hasselhoff yeah this is kind of a hasselhoff thing uh, yeah i wonder if they get hasselhoff you know isn't I don't... it amazing that he's huge in germany <laughs> Like Hasselhoff is like a star in Germany. I think I think it is going to be. Funny I just want everyone to uh, look up right now. Go on YouTube and search David Hasselhoff sings during the Berlin Wall when they were tearing down the Berlin yep, Wall. Yep. David Hasselhoff was there on the wall singing. Incredible. It's but a, go ahead. It's a moving. It's a moving. It's moment. very moving. Night Rider. You know, we'll, 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 again, we'll talk about this more when we do the future of the franchise because I don't yes. want to give everything away because that's course. really the future of the franchise. Uh-huh, but, uh-huh. but he's going to Germany. So maybe there may be a a friendly face that we that we recognize from the from the movies. Lula! So uh, it'll be interesting to to talk about that. I can't so, wait! I can't wait. So uh, I had to get a little creative with some of these extended franchises because I want to talk about something. Yeah, and there's not sure. too much here. Let's talk about soundtracks. Obviously, this oh, is we're a going big, for it. And nice. like, I know that every movie obviously has soundtracks. Uh-huh. You know, you mentioned before that you like to collect. I do uh, music, uh, soundtracks music soundtracks on uh, vinyl, vinyl, yeah, vinyl records. Um, uh, but because this is a music-based, you know, this isn't just this isn't just the score or the songs featured. Right. Like this is this is the performances from mm-hmm. the actual movie. Right. So the soundtracks for all three films were released around the same time as the movies. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack for the first film was released digitally on September twenty fifth, two thousand twelve, and physically on October second, two thousand twelve. Several editions of the soundtrack were released with the EP version. Uh, being released as an iTunes and Target exclusive on December 18th, wow. 2012. I, iTunes exclusive. Oh, boy. Uh, and contained... We're beyond that now. Contained four bonus tracks that were performed by other acapella groups 
from the film. That's so funny. Um, Bonus tracks, iTunes, and Target <laughs> exclusives. God almighty. Uh, more from Pitch Perfect, literally called More from Pitch Perfect, uh, was released on June 4th, 2013. Okay. And contained eight songs that were featured in the film. Okay. So, like, not the performances, but the other right. songs. Sure, sure. As well as the pop version of Cups that was famously hey, performed by yeah, Anna okay. Kendrick. Cool. The ultimate edition of the soundtrack was released on February 10th, 2015. So this is, the ultimate edition is those previous three versions. Put together. Put together. Right. To get ready for the release of the second film, and it combines all 24 songs from all three previous versions. Uh, The Pitch Perfect soundtrack featured three songs that charted on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow. That's that's really impressive, actually. Riff Off. Riff off, of course. By the Barden Bellas, uh-huh. the Troublemakers, and the BU Harmonics, uh-huh. ranked that peaked at number 86 in the Billboard Hot 100. Bellas Finals by the Barden Bellas mm-hmm. peaked at number 85, and Cups by Anna Kendrick peaked at number 6. How about that? Um, Anna Kendrick is a pop star. Yeah. Say what you will. She can sing. Yeah. And act. So that's also why I wanted to mention these two, because this this didn't just come out. Like these right. This is over years. Sh- and well, also... Extremely popular. Extremely These were popular. Extremely yeah. popular. I mean, this um, it kind of reminds me of again. This kind of reminds me of like when Glee was a big thing. Yeah, Glee songs would chart. Yeah, like the like the day after. Yeah, they would pop on the iTunes charts. Or right, yeah. they would do the episode. Then the next day, it would be on the iTunes chart. Well, like people buying the songs, and you're like, oh my god. Even right. like outside of like these performances, like like I always found it funny like when a song is used in like a pop show culture. or a movie. Yeah, and it suddenly like, charts. Like really, the big one is. Like don't stop believing became a thing again because yeah. of the Sopranos finale. Yep, which yep. I think is really funny because like that you know that was always around, but like it got had like a really a new and kind of launched like a re, almost a rebirth of like Journey in a way. Like I knew Journey because of they're still touring. Yeah, yeah. well I discovered Journey because of the success of that really song. Oh, that's fan- that's great. Came, became popular after you know I didn't obviously watch the Sopranos finale. I was too young, right. but. But I wasn't, you know, eight sitting there watching the Sopranos. What's eight? What's But, uh... <laughs> Wait, is Tony dead? It goes black. <laughs> what's going on here? Mommy, what happened to Tony? What happened to Tony? Uh... The spicy meatball. But, um... No, but, like, but, like I, I know what you're saying. Like, when a that. song is used like that, even not even, like, old songs, but, like, um, sometimes it's just, like, new bands yeah. will have something put on... Uh, a show and then it suddenly blows up. Yeah. I think a really good case of that, like a band that really like that worked for was the fray when they had how to save a life. <laughs> Do you remember that song was everywhere? At was one that point? on Grey's Anatomy? It was on Grey's Anatomy. Probably. Well, I know it was, it was, it was probably on, on Grey's Anatomy. It was on a, a lot of medical shows, a lot of medical shows, but the song blew up and kind of made them extremely popular Yeah, and people started buying their music yep, yep. And they kind of coasted off of that for a few years. And it, it's like one of those things where sometimes that song, one song on an album Can make will everything. use, yeah, they'll use it and it blows up. Bad Day. Oh my God. Yep. Anybody remember Bad Day? Well, a lot of those like American Idol songs, like they would want an American Idol pick like a song every season. And it was like, it was like their like elimination song. Yes. When somebody got eliminated and mm-hmm. had a bad day was yeah. like the song. I think so. Yeah. So. Oh man. Uh, well, the soundtrack for the second film was released on May 12, 2015, with Flashlight as the lead single. Right, okay. Uh, the special edition of the album was released on August 8, 2015. Remember when they uh, promoted uh, Flashlight as if it was their song, and it was really <laughs> actually written by 
Je- an actual Jesse J. Jesse J. Well, I think Je- and Jesse J. has a song in the first movie too. I don't know what it is, but okay. Because I one of the facts I read is that the third movie is the only one to not have a Jesse J. song in. So I guess they just whatever they, they stole wrote, her they wrote, song. They wrote her out too. Yeah, they wrote her out too. They broke up with Jesse. But uh, the soundtrack debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. Wow, on the albums. But at this point too, I mean, like contributing to the success of two specifically, exactly. yeah. perfect two. But I think you know, out like and this is like I think physical album sales mm-hmm. like. They really weren't selling. Like, you know, like, it, having a number one on that chart in 2015 wasn't yeah. the same as having a number one on the chart in, like, 1995. You know what I mean? When, like, physical, yeah, when yeah. physical media, like, well, I mean, literally any time before digital yeah, media, yeah. yeah, before we were, like, streaming our songs, literally you could only get it physically. Yeah. So it's, like, any time before the digital age, it was literally... yeah. It mattered, but yep. now it, it just, it's like, oh, great, you sold, like, what, 85,000 copies, <laughs> you're number one, congrats. So we have the soundtrack for the third film was released on December 15th, 2017. Uh-huh. Right. Not much there. Not much there. Um, Didn't chart. Next, I have a video game, question mark? I'm sorry? There's a video game? Question mark? Um, video game or, like, mobile game? It's a mobile thing. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, have you ever heard okay. of Episode? Episode? Yes. No. So in 2017, the mobile storytelling network Episode launched an interactive series called Pitch Perfect in Deep Treble. Treble, is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, oh, yeah. boy. What Episode is, Episode is like this, like, I don't know if it's like a brand or like like whatever, yeah. but it's like, you've probably seen ads for it. It's like the cheap animated like mobile thing where like you get like the soap opera type story where you get to make choices and you choose th- okay yeah i know and what this it's is. like but yep. it's usually like detailed to like teenage girls and it's usually like yes my boyfriend's yes. home my and there's a man in the bed what man- do you do where should you go like <laughs> it's usually like anime stuff too it's usually there's like, some anime stuff but it's there's usually also anime like, and it's usually like you know the the drawing it's like you know big anime yeah we're you know we're like no what did that you can edit that out. I just wanted to say it to see your reaction. But no, it's usually like these, like, it's pretty poor animation yeah, type of it's thing. Very and bad. it's and it's like you have a choice and, and it's it's just it's not really a game where it's right. like you're watching this like story unfold. And, yeah, and you kinda make some choices right. or whatever. And it's again, it's usually like soap opera type drama. Right. Like I have to pick which girl to take home and you know, it's like yeah, yeah. it's kinda like meant to kinda be like sexy and edgy for like a t- for like, a, for teenager, like a teenager, but they don't yeah. really show anything type of thing. Yeah, it's just meant to be like, oh, make this like interest you know, make this yeah. sexy choice. So they but made then a, it leads to absolutely nothing sexy. They made a pitch perfect version of this. Uh, it's no longer available. You can find like the play, like the story on like I on YouTube. Like you can, I, like, I, watch I, the whole story. I literally right. like scrolled through this. It was pretty uh, painful. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh-huh. I can imagine. In the series, but I'm dedicated to the show, so I, I did this. <laughs> you did okay. the whole thing. Good I did this. In the series, the user creates an avatar and joins the Bellas and makes interactive decisions to move through the story. The story ends with all the characters sledding down the steps of the Bellas oh, house. Boy. as they, they established in Pitch Perfect 2 that that's clearly a major tradition, even that's, though it's never yeah. referenced. Yeah. Remember, Pitch they Perfect always movie. did that. I remember. I remember Pitch Perfect <laughs> so, 1, the slide scene. That's fun. Yeah. And uh, we can talk about toys. Toys. So there's not sense. many. There's not many, but there is. A, there was a line of Funko Pops for the first film that were, that were released in 2015. Uh-huh. The line only consists of three pops. There's Fat Amy, Becca, and Aubrey. 
What a Which, weird, weird that trio. That was a little weird yeah. choice. It's, yeah. Well, it's not a weird trio. Two of them make sense, but Aubrey, that's the weird one. If they made all of like, the girls... If and... they made Chloe with Aubrey, that makes sense. Yeah. Or all of the girls. The yeah. entire... The but they Bellas. only made those three. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. And I... I, I I don't totally know why Chloe is not included. Sell well, maybe they. Well, sometimes they do like the waves. Like they'll make right, one wave and right. they'll make more if it sells. If it well. sells really well, and then right. maybe they didn't sell well. Mm. Ah, pulling back that curtain a little bit. Every you know franchise, we do try to get a little piece of merchandise to yes. celebrate this franchise. I did order an Aubrey Funko Pop. <laughs> it was apparently delivered to me. I never received it. Uh, I you don't had know. Your package it's stolen. My package <laughs> is probably stolen. Uh, uh, so I, whoever stole my Aubrey Funko Pop, <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it. I hope it brings it, you joy. Enjoy truly. that. It cost me six dollars. So how dare you? But no. So but in in replacement, you know, it's okay because in, in, in to replace that, we have a little. Uh, we have a microphone. Uh-huh. We're gonna place on our little shrine. To celebrate Pitch Perfect yes, instead. And it's perfect. Pro- probably a better... a better. Uh, I think it's a better choice, actually. Better choice. I like the microphone. I think that's yeah. a better choice than the little Funko Pop that whoever stole your packages is clearly enjoying right now. <laughs> um, maybe they're a Funko Pop collector, and they need, they really needed that Maybe one. they really love Pitch Perfect, they and really Aubrey's their one. favorite character. Like, oh my god, finally. They're like Aubrey. I'm glad I didn't show the money off of the Fat Amy. I'm glad I went for the cheaper <laughs> one off of the Aubrey. But also, one of the things we can talk about, uh, because we, uh, we one of the things we talk about with the extended franchise that we wanted to introduce is, are you really a franchise if you don't have a Monopoly game? Yes. Andrew, do you believe, does Pitch Perfect have a Monopoly game or um, not? I don't think it does. As far as I know, it does not have yeah, a Monopoly Yeah, I didn't game. think so. so I mean, where, what else would you do? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, where would they go? Yep. So we uh, we introduced this and not a single one we've done yeah. so far. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> not so. a single one. This is a bad idea. I don't now, know why. I... We are about to hit a stretch. Where I think we're going to have them. Yes. But like the idea was maybe introduced <laughs> at not a great time. Because we've repeatedly been like, oh, none of these have them. Yep, yep. But I think we're going to... We're, we're going to announce. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to start really hitting them. Yep. And then it'll make sense. I swear. <laughs> it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. I swear it'll work. But let's talk about the future. Of the franchise, yes, do my it. friend. So, in December of 2017, Trish C., who was the director of the third movie, yes. was asked about a fourth film and responded by saying that she did not have an answer, saying it was above her pay grade, Ooh. but did say she would continue to see these films, until, quote, until they start sucking. So, which means she stopped watching it after the second movie. Clearly. So, yeah. <laughs> so, That's where um, it started sucking, is the movie you directed, believe it or not, <laughs> Trish C. <laughs> Um, but uh, as of now, there are currently no plans for a future movie, but the series will continue, like I mentioned, with, with, a, with a Peacock show. original show. Good. Megan Amram, who was a producer on The Good Place and Parks and Rec, oh, nice. will write and serve as an executive producer and showrunner of the show. So well, That brings me some confidence, yes. because those are two very good shows, very good shows. so that, that brings some confidence. Uh, Elizabeth Banks will also be returning as, ex- as an executive producer in the series. Mm-hmm. I could not find confirmation... But it does look like her character, as well as John Michael Higgins' character, may be returning as well. Like, I, I'm not surprised. They're, if, they're, if anybody, they're, I could see them Yeah, that makes sense, up. because they, they're probably going to show up, and even if it's just like for one episode. Yeah, I don't think that they'll be consistent. I, I, think, I think it'll be a thing where they show up, and they're just like, oh, look, there's Bumper. And they're yeah. just like, oh, and then he, you know, there's some jokes, and yeah. then that's it. Uh, the show will follow Bumper several years into the events of the films as he travels. Mm-hmm. To Germany, like I mentioned, to revive his music career when one of his songs becomes a hit there. So, playing, kind of playing up the fact that 
you know, he's not really a success in America, but maybe elsewhere they appreciate right. him. Not much is really known about the show so far, but in January 2022, so recently, it was announced that uh, Fleurborg will be reprising his role from Pitch Perfect 2. Fleurborg! Apparently his character will now be a discredited music manager who signs Bumper due to his song becoming a hit. Oh, I can't so wait. He's that's be, very you know, exciting. I, I that's think very that's exciting. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, he could play that well. But besides the TV show, there does not seem to be anything else in the works from the I'm series. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah, I was really going to say, okay is there anything that. else I mean, you want to see? No. Or the is, movie? There, is there anybody you would like to see pop up in this show? I, I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, as, like, like a cameo or, like, an epic, like, you know. From the series? Yeah, from the series. Oh, I mean, like, I, I, I think they really should have, I feel like you can't do a bumper show at least with without one episode of Fat Amy, I think Fat Amy's gonna pop up. She'll she'll probably be in like, like the I finale. Think She's I, gotta be well, right. I'm, I'm not even gonna call her Fat Amy. I think you Rebel Wilson. Rebel we'll, Wilson. Call her, we'll call her Rebel. Well, Rebel and, Wilson. I mean, I, honestly, it doesn't fit anymore because. And I would. I, I think. Would, I think actually, yeah, you're she right. She lost she's, a bunch of weight. She's lost weight, and she's and, you know now very in shape, which yeah. is great for her. I'm I would actually that. like to see that character back because that character yes. was such like I'm Fat Amy, and I want to kind of see like what what do they do now? She come back and go. I'm Skinny Amy. Like what does she do now? You know. I mean, so I think I think you have to get Rebel Wilson no matter what for some degree. Yeah. I mean, as far as the other Bellas, you could include them, but I'm not. I, I don't want it to feel forced, though. No, you know? no, no. You no, don't no. want like Anna Kendrick and and Brittany Snow showing up and just kind of being there for no, no purpose. No, 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 no. The one that makes sense the most is Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Right. She's the one that makes uh, sense the most. I like the idea of getting like Flula. Like we don't we don't think like I like the idea of like grabbing like these side characters. I'll tell you who I want back. I want David Cross back. Yeah, that's I want a great David idea. Cross back. For whatever. Idea. How great would that be if like Bumper shows back up? He's in Germany. He goes to Germany and he's like they. Obviously, maybe they add the riff off thing in there again, but it's a different type of thing because it's, it's bumper this time. Yeah, and he gets a he gets an invite to this weird party again. He opens the door, but this time it's David Cross, but he's doing a German accent instead of the Southern accent. He's like his cousin, like or he's something. like changed or something. Yeah, it's like his cousin or something. He's like he's like no, I am different, and uh, this is a different. You know, and you're like oh, you're like oh okay. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he's like da, 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 da. and you're like okay, great. Yeah, I I would love that. I think that would be great. Somebody like that. Because I, I will say. Pitch Perfect 2, the best cameos yeah. in all of the well, series. I, I, like, you could, like, why couldn't you, like, like get Keegan-Michael Key back and have, like, oh. have in the first episode bumpers like, going to different studios to Maybe pitch go to and, him. Like, and maybe to him. I mean, even, honestly, like, like, why couldn't you get for the first episode, for just the first episode, for, like, a two-minute scene, and Anna Kendrick's a successful music producer, or yes. Rebecca, have him go to her, and she's just like, no. <laughs> she's like absolutely shuts not. Shuts him down, and that's she's it. Like, no. You know, she's like, no. and you know, get get the you know, do kind of that that kind yeah. of stuff. And uh, I mean, hey, maybe we get we didn't even talk about him, but we get uh, Moses Arias or whatever from Pitch Perfect Three. Yeah, Moses Arias. Yeah, we get <laughs> him. Uh, we, uh, I don't even know Pimplo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you get Pimplo back. That was uh, that was really bad, man. I couldn't so, believe he did it. it was I was so like, bad. oh, that's the you know, it's it's so interesting to see the trajectory of actors that appeared on Hannah Montana, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Whew. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean... All I, of them hated it. Go ahead. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus was happy for that paycheck. Oh, okay? boy, oh, boy. Who, that man made money. He didn't have to sing Achey Break Your Heart No More. Yeah, okay? he, he was happy that, for that paycheck. Yeah, he was He was happy to make money off his daughter's back. He didn't care. He's still doing it. He He's don't still care. doing it. He don't care. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that so, so that, that is fun to, um, to look at there and to see uh, what kind of they can do 
kind of with that future of the franchise. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, that, uh, uh, and I, I guess this, you know, I guess I, I meant to kind of mention this in the extended franchise as well that I kind of didn't uh, uh, put, but uh, there was a virtual reunion. So during in, COVID, I'm in, assuming in August 2020, the cast of Pitch Perfect virtually reunited to perform Beyonce's. Uh, Love on Top makes total um, sense yeah. to raise money for UNICEF to help children around the world yeah. affected by the COVID nineteen pandemic. The reunion is kickstarted by John Michael Higgins and Elizabeth Banks in full character. Wow! Stating nice. that uh, quote, not even a quarantine can prevent them from harassing us with another musical performance. <laughs> so I like you know takes taking that's, shots. That's good. That's good. Um, Kelly Jackie, Shelley Rangner, Alexis Knapp. Chrissy Fit, Hannah Mae Lee, Brittany Snow, Anna Camp, Rebel Wilson, Haley Steinfeld, and Anna Kendrick all appear and perform in the video. So they got them all back. They got them all back. It just wasn't just you know when some of them when it's for charity. Yeah, everyone shows up. You yeah. know, it's never. It, I think that's part of it, though. I think if it's like. If it's if it wasn't for charity, they'd probably be like no. But if it was and they didn't show up, they're like ah, it's a bad luck. I should do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's fun and it's a really it's honestly like it's better than anything they've done they did in Pittsburgh three and oh! and in Pittsburgh two. Like, I gotta check it out. It's then. generally I mean it's I mean it's them all in their own homes just singing, singing. yeah, and it, you know clearly like you know it's been worked with or you know whatever right like, right it's you know. Uh, but it, it's fun, and you know, Anna Kendrick holds up a sign. It says like, "I miss all of you guys." Like it's it's cute. That's like, fun. Good it's for fun. That. You know, yeah, that's so cute. It's that's cute. cute. Uh, and then you know, again, before we get before we get into it, I meant to kind of mention this in the extended franchise. But uh, you want to talk about Chloe? Oh, but Chloe. Let's talk about Chloe. Yeah, I want to talk about Chloe. Let's talk about Chloe. Let's so, talk about Chloe. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Um, super super uh, familiar with Chloe. So if anybody who is a Chloe stand, please uh, forgive me. I just but, want to uh, ask right now: Will you be reading any Chloe fan fiction? No, today? I don't. I don't, oh, I don't actually have any information. Darn! I don't. I don't have anything written. I mean, if you want, I could look up. No, some no, Bacloe no, no. Fan no. Fiction, I, but, this, uh, this is a family-friendly show. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't actually have anything written down here about uh-huh. Chloe. But I just I've done research, so I, I've seen a lot of things about Chloe. So obviously, based off of like the interactions that Becca and Chloe have throughout these movies, yes. Uh, There's been like, a push from a push, fan base. Yeah, exactly. This fan base, you know, this section of the Pittsburgh fan base has kind of taken this idea of these two women, you know, together. I mean, and and, and right. they, you know, they tease it like. There's there's a scene with them in the shower in the first movie. There's yeah. a scene of them uh, upside down in the tent in the second movie. It looks like they may kiss. And yeah. in the third movie, they could go full out and like we didn't even mention this. Like, there's a full scene where like she just straight up gropes. Yeah, uh, Chloe. Should have gropes Becca, yeah, and and just like touching her all over, and it's like it felt like that was like their way of acknowledging Chloe in the movie without actually like they should have so. just they should have just gone for it. Uh, but yeah, but. The people were pushing for let's just make these two characters, yeah, lesbians or, or queer, and and have them come together in the movie and and put make, them in a relationship. Put them in a relationship. I like how you're because, explaining it. They're well, in a, they, just say they're in a relationship. Well, <laughs> well, the fan uh, lesbian. Uh, the the just fan <laughs> the fan fiction is a little bit more detailed than that. Do you so have something to read? I no. don't have <laughs> to read. But I did watch some interviews of them talking about this, like I mentioned mm-hmm. before. And Anna Kendra mentions mentions that she did actually start to read one of these oh, really? fan fictions. Yeah, yeah. And that she was actually a little disappointed. She thought it was a little boring. She's like, I, I don't know if I was like, am grateful that I didn't get like the really graphic right. stuff. Right, right, right. But at the same time, she's like, it is kind of like, 
I was I was bored. Like I was expecting it to be so much more, and it right. was taking its time. She's like, we're not reading Charles Dickens here. We're reading Pitch Perfect fan fiction. So. Well, I, to be honest, maybe like if she dove deeper, she'd probably well, find it. Somebody I watched an interview, and somebody mentioned one that was called Fifty Shades of Bacloe. Oh boy! <laughs> well, you know what that's about. So. We don't even have to explain that. You know, we'll cover that in the uh, retrospective when we do Fifty Shades trilogy. <laughs> we can do the retrospective, so, actually, and we'll, we will le- we will read. <laughs> on the podcast, McCloy fan fiction, Fifty Shades of McCloy, right here on the podcast. A whole episode of just us reading fan fiction. <laughs> Stay tuned for the bonus episode. Stay tuned for the bonus episode. Uh, but no, I mean, there, there was legitimately a push, and I again, I watched videos of fans like I watched actually a really sweet video of like a fan telling um, a Britney Snow uh, on like a red carpet or whatever that like that even though it's not technically featured in the movie, that right. like the McCloy relationship actually helped her realize that she was gay oh and helped incredible. her like become comfortable with herself right. and like it is amazing to see that like that's not even in the movie yeah and it's and, still and like it still is transcended yeah yeah that's so it, i just felt like you can't talk about pitch perfect and it fully acknowledge it right without acknowledging this but chloe thing you have to you have to acknowledge chloe there is a larry king interview where he brings it up. He's interviewing Britney Snow and Anna Camp, and he's like, tell me about Bacloe. Tell me about Bacloe. What's that about? What is what is this Bacloe? What's this uh, Bacloe? What's that about? Do you have any fan fiction to read? I want to hear it. Give me some fan fiction. Let me hear Fifty Shades of Bacloe. Let me hear Fifty Shades of Bacloe. Uh, and then they asked Britney Snow if she ever read it. She's like, no. Why would, why would I read that? <laughs> so. Bacloe. Fifty Shades of Bacloe. Come on, read it. I'm old. I need this. Uh, but yeah, I just, it is interesting. And um, to anybody who who you know is a true stand of of Bacloe, I apologize and I feel bad for you that they. they I, I support you. I think I like. I you think, know. I've been saying this whole time. Yeah, they should have done it. I'm not. One hundred percent. We're not going to be writing Bacloe. I mean, you might have. I don't know. But we're not going to be writing Bacloe. Some of it's mine. <laughs> But uh, I never even watched these movies. I wrote book Chloe fan fiction. I just fiction. wrote Chloe <laughs> every single time. Every every time I finished it, I went book Chloe fan fiction time. But I, you know, I I stand by the fact that uh, I think that you know I'm not going to sit here and pop open the, the fan fiction to read that. But I I think they should have gone that direction. I, I do too. I, I think, think it would have been more interesting and it would have been more natural. I the, think it, the relationships they tried to force them in. in the third right. Movie. It would have. That's the that's the key word. It honestly would have felt probably much more organic to do yeah. that when you look at these character developments. It's like. Of course they would end up together, right? Of yeah. course that would happen. It's really upsetting they didn't, and I wish they did. And that would have been really, really, I think, one of the best things they could have done with the yeah. series. And I think, it, again, taking the series in a different direction. Yeah. Somewhere different it hasn't gone before. Yeah, because... That would have been the way to do it's it. It's like they're they're not afraid to touch on the topic because they have, like, Cynthia Rose. But at the same right. time, like... I mean, look, I mean, even, like, Cynthia Rose makes this big announcement in Pitch Perfect 2. I'm getting married. There's no reference to that when we get back to Pitch Perfect 3. Yeah. Yeah, so. she's, she's not even married anymore. She has a baby, oh. and she does not know who the father is. No, no, no. That's Stacy. Oh, that's Stacy. I'm talking about... Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, you, you get Cynthia Rose, the one that, okay. was, that was gay. Yes, um, yes, yes. Gotcha. Being the one that wrote S&M And it's and never brought up again. It's never brought up. Right. She makes this big announcement in the second one. I'm getting married to this woman, and then right. they never mention it. So yeah, I, they don't I, even bring it up. That's I don't a shame. know, man. I don't know. Yeah, they should but, have yeah, done but, it. But, but Chloe. But Chloe. Chloe, we're 100% behind you. We're here. So... Now we can talk about the future. Wait, can we just read some Bacloe fan fiction? I can look it up. I can look it up. Go away, Larry. (laughs) Uh, 
What do you want to see in the future? So I know we talked about like in the show, which we see, but but if you got the if you got to control the the pitch perfect future, mm-hmm. what would you pitch? Do you have any pitches or anything you would like to see here? I think you keep doing the TV shows. Like yeah. I think you do spin-off TV shows. I think you could do it with other characters on too. Specific side characters. I think you focus on the side characters and do shows like that. I think movies stop. Yeah. Just don't do it anymore. If they do do a movie, you could probably do like a streaming type deal. Like you could probably I think release. They, I like, think they eventually will. I think they're going to do like Peacock exclusive streaming movies, and that's fine. But I think you stick with TV shows first, see how it goes. Focus on the side characters. Yeah. Maybe we come back to Jesse too, and we focus on Jesse. At I would. Some point. I would like to see him. Back. You know what they should do? They should do a Jesse and Benji show. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I, I want to see. Another, you could do another show based on the uh, the two Bellas that didn't matter. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. I'd be one hundred percent in. <laughs> I I would like to see like a Jesse show, but like almost like an homage to like movies because he loves yes. movies so much. Yes. Like, let's see him working in the film industry mm-hmm. and, and scoring movies. Yeah, maybe. but like or maybe can, maybe he's working up to that point. Maybe he's trying to get yeah, his foot in the door. But I think you could like you could do like a show that not you know and I, if you really wanted to, you could have like more musical elements. But I, I right. think you could do like a more like. Of, you know, the, they, how they homage music in the series. Like, do mm-hmm. that with movies. You know what I mean? Right. I just love movies, man. I would like to see No, that I do stuff. too. I think it would be a so, great idea. Yeah, something with Jesse would be awesome. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this bumper show and, and if that kind of paves the way for any of this. Right, so, right. Uh, like I said, you know, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I think... Uh, Characters like Aubrey or even like like you know like Cynthia Rose, you know, you can yes. give them like shows or or do like a Bella, do like a, a Bella's like anthology, mm-hmm. like one season of a Bella's anthology. Everybody gets an episode to see where they're doing what they're doing in their lives yes. now, yes, and kind of go off in that. So I think that yeah, be, that would be do really well, especially on Peacock. That would do really yeah. Well. You, I think that would I think that'd be really cool. Uh, and like I said, like you could have like musical elements, but I don't think these shows need to necessarily be full on musical shows. Right, right. So I also think that one, uh, you know, there it would be cool if they, you know, down the line if they were to do another movie, they could do like just a rebooted continuation. Right. Uh, with with like some of the cast returning in a mentor role. Like I know Ooh, I saw yeah. people online and. and I, I think this might have even been a, a real pitch at one point, but like what the cliched thing would kind of be do is like Rebel Wilson is now a teacher and she works right. she works at Barden and right. she has to mentor the, 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 the other Bellas or whatever. So something like that. I don't know if I would go that far. I, I, think, but I think if you do anything, again, I think you maybe fix Emily Junk's story. Yeah, but even now she's, give her justice. she's so much older though now. Like, where would she, I mean, you had well, to look her at her where she's in yeah. life. I mean, give her a few years, like just add a few years and say, let's follow Emily Junk and just really like show where yeah, she's at. That'd be cool. So Call it Emily Junk. Emily Junk. Name. Emily Junk in the trunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have that's not a joke about her bottom that just it rhymed I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> he's apologizing already okay good lord let's talk about some final fun facts yes have. just just some information that didn't necessarily fit into any of the movies overall or mm-hmm. I might not have discovered until after we had done some of the movies yes. so figured we'd go through any little bit as mentioned before that the Cup song that Becca auditioned with in the first movie was the actual song that Anna Kendrick auditioned yes, with in the first movie the, yes she did uh, it was uh, added into film after that apparently the song that Becca was originally meant to audition with was actually I'm a Little Teapot no way really which is uh, very odd that's odd and I know Anna Kendrick has 
said that uh, she was kind of relieved they swapped the song. Yeah. She doesn't know how to make that work. And she's like, I have to ask Kay Cannon, like, why? Like, why that song? How yeah. was they supposed to do that? Like, That's really odd. Like, I yeah. wonder if she would have to do, like, you know. I'm like a the, little... T- like, would the, you kid, ever see the, the kid dance Did you ever see stuff? the Bo oh. Burnham uh, segment with the I'm a Little Teapot where he's, like, ra- he does, like, the raps for the beats? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Is. I'm a little teapot. Yeah. <laughs> While the film can be compared to Glee, as you've been making yes, doing yes, this yes. entire franchise, the idea of the film actually goes back before the premiere of Glee. Oh. So, uh, Kay Cannon, who was a writer on 30 Rock. So, that's actually where Kay Cannon kind of came from. Interesting. She worked on 30 Rock for six years. Did not know that. So, and I yeah. really like that show. Interesting. Okay. Uh, she got Great the show. idea for the movie. She wasn't a writer on 30 Rock. She got an idea for the movie when there was a joke on 30 Rock about the character of Toofer. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in an acapella group at Harvard. Yes. So, Cannon thought the idea of a competitive acapella group was funny, and, you know, various through various people and various things, she was inspired for... The, uh, the idea inspired her for a movie about this world. Right. She, when talking to Elizabeth Banks, her friend, she was friends with Elizabeth Banks. Right. So, when talking to Elizabeth Banks about the idea, they discovered that Mickey Rapkin was actually currently working on the book, so it actually even predates... The book. Right. They're working on the book, so they went after the rights for the book. Uh, apparently, another wow. uh, writing team was actually also going after the rights for the book, and so it came down to who could sell the rights to a film studio, and right. they would get the right. Whoever could sell the film would get the rights, and they right. get to make it. Uh, and and Cannon and Banks actually sold the rights to Universal, obviously, right. um, allowing them to make the movie. Kate Cannon has gone on to thank God for Glee because it kind of helped to make people familiar with the idea of this world right? and helped to make the film a success. Huh. But it is not technically inspired by Glee, which I thought was interesting. Interesting. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, interesting. That's I, really interesting. I only found that out like yesterday. Oh, so, nice. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Banks was inspired to include the USO storyline in the third film based on her own appear- experiences with the organization. She, oh, she's, okay. She's cool. worked there. And actually, I think, um, I didn't write this down. I didn't really, whatever. But at the time of the third movie, you know, the plot of being on this USO tour, I believe that Adam Devine was actually on a real USO tour. Oh, no so, way. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of how it oh, lines cool. up. Like, yeah, right. Pretty funny. So, Let's talk about the franchise overall and yes. kind of our opinions on this franchise overall as a whole. So, what are your opinions on this, on Pitch Perfect, <laughs> you know, now that we've done all three? Right. You know, kind of, what do you think about the whole franchise? It is a franchise that has a solid opening, has mm-hmm. a solid start, and just kind of sours <laughs> with every movie. It, it's certainly not the best franchise we've ever done. No. This is going to be really easy to rank, by the way, when I get to it. It's going to be really easy to rank. But, like, it just, I, I, like, I don't, I know we're going to get to other franchises that, like, even start off bad and continue to be bad. But this is kind of an unfortunate one where I think when it starts off and it is a really solid opening, I would, I would have loved to see this get better and better with each movie. This is kind of one of those franchises that could have and should have done that like no doubt should have gotten better each movie and it didn't and it it is a little disappointing because i'm like i want to really like this franchise but i think if it got better each time i would have but one movie alone just isn't for me enough to say like this is a great franchise because it's not you know It, it just isn't and there's a lot that carries it down there's so many weird odd writing choices in the later two movies that just i don't even know why they went directions they were going and like you were saying and we were saying even last week with the third movie 
a complete genre change at the end yeah. that literally makes zero sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's shoehorned it, in there. It's it's a lot of things get shoehorned in, and it doesn't it doesn't work. No. So that's kind of my feelings on it. Is just it starts great, ends poorly, and overall just doesn't work. This is a downward spiral of a franchise. <laughs> like <laughs> it is just this fun. It's a plane crashing. Exactly. It's this fun, sweet, feel good movie. Right. the first one yes and then it's just it's down from there like yeah. they, they can't catch the first one anymore yeah it's just a series of disappointing films that loses the magic of the first one mm-hmm. so uh did this need to be a franchise that's a really interesting question because i think if you asked me that after the first one i would probably say yes mm-hmm. but after i watch it all together i would probably now say no yeah it's absolutely not no absolutely not. i know but like if we had watched the just the first one and you asked me that i'd probably go yeah like i would definitely maybe want to see like another one at least the, but this is an example of them going to the well too many times this should have stopped after the first yes. one yes i don't think that this story like again i get why they wanted to because this movie cost very little money made a lot of money mm-hmm. of course they want to make another one right of course they want to continue this but it's just like it's one of those things like there are certain movies that like I just look at and go, why does this get a sequel? Why like, is there so many of these? Yeah, yeah. or like not even not even not so many, with but many, but like Mamma Mia. Does Mamma Mia need a sequel? I don't you're, think so. You're angering someone right now, and we both know who <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah, and, and hey, I heard that they're working on they're they're working on Mama Mama Thria. They're working on a third one. Is that one. true? They're it's they're not sure, but oh, it's God. it's possible. They said it's it, they said it's it's still possible. Well, that's a shame. So if it happens, Mama Thria. We know we owe somebody in our own personal lives a uh, spot on the show. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But no, like it, that's something that's like why. Is this a thing? Why is there more of it? Yeah, yeah, and I think that this is this is one of those that like they like hey this is a funny idea but you're yeah. you're it's more of the same and then if you try to make it different it's not it's do you think if this was just one movie without the other two attached that that first movie would probably just be looked upon as a great movie still I think I think people would look at be like generally... remember that time in 2012 when yeah. there was this really fun movie like absolutely I think if you like if let's say somebody was like oh I want to go through like the best movies of 2012. I, I think you do include Pitch Perfect on there. Yeah. 100%. Like, it's easily top 100. Yeah. There's no doubt. <laughs> it's easily, like, top 300 <laughs> movies of 2012. <laughs> it's easily top 500. No. No, I, I'll, I'll give it this. I think if you talk about 2012, I will give it this. I think it's top 50. How yeah. does that sound? Yeah, I think it's, it's easily top 50. It's a standout movie of that year. Absolutely. And, it, and you know, and, and again... It, is the first one going to win Academy Awards? No, but they're not no. trying to. But if you want to talk about like a movie that was a surprising success, yeah, you it, you have to include Pitch Perfect. Exactly. What are the highest and lowest moments of this franchise? The highest moments of this franchise, I'll just say it's it's the first movie. Yeah. That is a high moment. It's crazy because I look back on the first movie now and I'm like, it's a better movie than I gave it credit for. I but told you it would happen. It is. It is. It's a better movie. But like, I would say um, the first movie as a whole is a high. And even some aspects in two can be highs. Like, I think uh, the inclusion of like, uh, the addition of Haley Steinfeld to the cast. Keegan-Michael Key. Keegan-Michael Key. The cameos in two are absolutely a Snoop high. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Um, all of that stuff. But the lows, that's a little bit different. The racist jokes. The writing in general between 2 and 3, very bad. Um, Pitch Perfect 3 as a movie is a low. DJ Khaled is a low. DJ Khaled! 
Another one. Another one. I'm going to improv my scenes and not have watched the other two movies. They, Becky, they don't understand you. They don't appreciate you. They don't care about you. It's not, no, no. This is what's happening. not happening. But, like, yeah, I think those, like, things are really stand out. And those are just it, – it's it's just no good. I yeah. mean, it, it, it gets worse. And just how empty the story is, specifically in 3, is a low. Yeah. How empty the movie yeah. is. Yeah. So those are some of mine. Uh, yeah, my list. Uh, the first movie is a whole yes. the riff offs. Uh, the riff offs for the highs. So we're doing yeah. highs. Yeah, Good highs. Choice. The musical performances basically throughout the entire series, I think, for the most part, work. I like. I don't even talk about musical performances when I do this, but yeah, you're absolutely right. The musical performances um, are strong. Anna Kendrick, Haley Steinfeld, Jesse's love of movies. Yes, it's a high for me. Uh, I love movies, guys. Yeah. Uh, the friendship and the chemistry between all of the Bellas. Uh-huh. Uh Now let's do the lows. We have the reliance of race jokes in the second film. Fat Amy, the action star. The de- the devaluation of Elizabeth Banks and John Michael Higgins' character because yeah. after the first movie, I thought they would be standouts and then they kind of went downhill. Yep. Uh, the third movie as a whole is a low. Glossing over more interesting and dramatic elements to focus on poor jokes is a low. And the rushed character development is a low. Absolutely. So let's do best quotes. Aka, excuse me? There yes! you go. There you I go. knew it. I did it. <laughs> Yay! Everyone leave me alone. <laughs> yes, Aka, excuse me, I have down. Um, I, I have nothing else. That's I also, all I have. I wrote this from the first movie. Uh, if I could sing a lick in any human po- humanly possible way, I would. But I can't, and I hate myself every day for it. It's just the... Who the, said that lovely quote? The guy from... Uh, the guy that works for Christopher, Christopher Mintz Plast. Oh, audition. right, right. Um, yeah, the first movie. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I really liked uh, that quote. I thought, yeah, I thought that's that was good. a really that's, funny that's one. Good. That's really good. This is a really interesting question and one that's kind of bugged me. Uh, who is the standout performer in this franchise? Ooh, boy, oh boy. Because each one kind of is, each movie is so different. Like, your gut reaction is to say, like, Anna Kendrick, but she's just so bored in the third film that you're like, can I choose Anna Kendrick? Like, yeah. she's clearly so bored. Oh, man. If we're talking consistency, Rebel Wilson is consistent through all three movies. Even if you don't like her arc in the third movie, she is consistent. In what she does, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's not a movie where you feel like, oh, she's not delivering. Like, she's pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, I think you can make a case even for, like, Adam Devine through his two movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, that's a tough question. So, like, I... But like, I also kind of have, like... I also kind of have, like, a case, like, possibly for Chloe. Maybe. Maybe. Like, like, I, like, like I said, after the first one, I told you that I thought it was going to be Elizabeth Banks and John Michael Higgins. Like, yes. I was all... I had a case 100%, for them. 100%, yeah. And then I just think that their performances and how they use them in the second and third movie is just... It brings it all down. It, it kills the case so, entirely. So, that's how. Uh, I, uh, career-wise, it probably is Rebel Wilson. Like, right. It, she's the one that's walked out of this series probably... With the most success, mm-hmm. uh, can you know, kind of made her a name and kind of really helped her in her career. I want to personally say Haley Steinfeld, but she's not really given the chance to to do that. Yeah. So I mean, by default, it could be Anna Kendrick because just because she is the lead in all three she movies, she is the lead. But even and she's she had the most star power going into this. Yeah. I you mean, know, she's I don't coming know. off an it's, Oscar. Nom. It's really. I mean, like. It's a tough choice because you kind of look at it and you go, there's not really like a consistent performer through all Can three. Can the standout performer be acapella music? <laughs> <laughs> Can we choose acapella music? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you... Uh, I don't know. I mean, because it's very easy to just say like the star of the like of the right. Like you can you do... actually, you could make a case for Anna Camp too. Yeah, 
Regardless of her, she's in all three. But, but, but the she's role barely is small. In the second one, yeah. It's a small role, but it's a pretty vital role. Yeah, and she delivers really well. It, it yeah, because I like I like Adam Devine. Like there's there there are some cases, but I don't like. But does he get eliminated because he's that, not in three? But that it's hard, right? Because because you can kind of say that about Jesse. Yeah, too. but we picked like Linda Hamilton for Terminator, and she's not in all the Terminator. I don't think you need to be in every movie, right? But, but your but, like, work needs to. Dominate when it's there, and, and I don't. I, 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 hmm. I really then I don't know if it can be. It's it's very easy when you do this to by default to just pick the star of the movie, right? But like when we did Fast and Furious, we didn't pick Vin Diesel. Yeah, you know what I mean. We yeah. picked Paul Walker. Yeah. So I, I mean, mean, and he's kind of. Well, I was going to say kinda he's kind of the co-star, but not not. Uh, and I don't. I'm saying this to be funny, but not anymore. You know what I mean? Like not right. not anymore. Right. So I think we could choose maybe like I but like I because I'm trying to look at like this the rest of the Bellas and yeah. go who is like really good through and I, I don't really have that answer. Like I don't think there I is mean, a the girl who plays Hannah Mae Lee, I think who plays Lily, maybe, but again she doesn't have anything to do. She has nothing to do. Like that's the problem. Like there isn't really a consistent performance. I didn't think we we're gonna get wrapped up in this, but like truly there isn't really It's really hard to it's pick. It's really hard to pick because even like I again with Anna Kendrick, she gets bored by the third movie and mm. it's not really a standout performance. No. But like I guess career wise you could say Rebel Wilson because she walks out well, the best. You made a really good case of her being like she She's consistent. She's on. She she's on in every all three movie. movies. Like so. in the third movie, she's the only one I recognize that's like, oh, she's doing exactly what she did in two and the first one. Yeah. And it hasn't changed. Like she's locked into that. Well whereas even with Chloe, it's kind of like it's just it's just kind of like she's I, not doing it. I don't lot. think that she's ever given the time to properly exactly. shine. That's the problem. She's not given the, the time, whereas yeah. Rebel Wilson, her time increases with each yeah. one. But it stays consistent. Yeah. Well, so, so do you want, we want to agree on I'm, Rebel I'm gonna Wilson? Say, I'm gonna, I, yeah, I think we have to. I think I'm going to say yeah, Rebel Wilson. Let's go Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson's the standout. So, All right, let's talk about legacy. What is the legacy of this franchise? <laughs> uh, I feel like I've been saying it. Is but, there um, a legacy? Is there a legacy, I mean, really? Because I, mean, I think there, not I mean, really, there is. But. There is, I mean, I guess for like the first movie. But like I think the first movie does a really good job well, of, of capturing what a, what a musical comedy is. But you can also say the second movie, because it's the highest grossing musical comedy of all time. Yeah, I don't think it needs you know, to... It, it, uh, the legacy doesn't need to necessarily be good. Yeah, you know I, I mean, mean like, it, it can be... Yeah, maybe the legacy is... Maybe this is a lesson in don't go to the well too many times. As you said, yeah. don't go to the well too many times. I mean, it's 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 a promising idea that is beaten to death and completely ruined by the end of the last yes. movie. Yes, so I think that yeah, I think that's the legacy. I don't think it's a good legacy. No. I think it's kind of a bad one so, where it just gets worse. So let's talk about franchise stars. So you know, this entire time we kind of been picking some people for franchise stars. Right. Some names we threw out there. We have Neil Patrick Harris, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Bell, Zendaya, Anya Taylor Joy, Naomi Scott, Ben Stiller, George Clooney. These are all names that we threw out there yes. and various roles that we could be added into into the movies. If you right. had to pick one person to add to this series, could be one of these people, could be somebody completely new. Who do you pick, and where do you think you would put them? Do you put them in, in, in another movie? Do you put them inserts into one of the movies that's already happened? What right. do you do? I, I'm, I'm going to pick from that list because I, I don't really think I want to add anybody else to this. I, I, I just have one person that's I'm sure new. you do. I'm sure you do. I, I'm just going to stick with NPH. Yeah. I think you just can't go wrong with the guy. He is, I mean, literally cut perfectly for this movie. It's yeah. like, 
it, it's like the the series is made for him. He'd do really well in it. Uh, I would pick not really a franchise star. I'm going to take a little, you know, oh, a little detour, a little detour, I guess. I mean, she's been in some sequels and stuff. Okay, but uh, Maya Rudolph. That's a great choice. I think Maya yeah. Rudolph could really help. Okay, this, that's I a think. really great. choice. I think that she could bring some energy, and she can do the over-the-top ridiculous comedy like right. they, they're trying to do here, but she can do it in a better manner. I she's think actually in, talented yeah, at it. Yeah, well, yeah. And I'm not sure... We're not trying to take shots at no, people. No, the rest but, suck. No, but, but I think that she could like do like you know some of the ridiculous things here. Yeah, that, no, that could really help. That's her bread and butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying that. So, she is really funny. Well, uh, your favorite part of the... Uh, show. Let's do the word association, oh, my friend. Good. We are doing word association. Uh, I have some na- some words here, some names here, some things here. You can get, tell me right off the top of your head what you think. It could okay. be a word. It could be a sentence. You don't, don't have to be. Sure, don't sure, don't, sure, don't sure. limit yourself. Uh, Anna Kendrick. Consistent. Acapella. Fine. The Barden Bellas. Talented. Riffoffs. Fantastic. The Breakfast Club. Great movie. <laughs> Jesse. Underused. Bumper. Underused again. Haley Seinfeld. Painful. Oh, it hurts me. It hurts me they didn't use her more. And Fat Amy. Oh, yeah, kind of already said consistent. I, I guess that's what I would use for that. I would say consistent. You Not know, action, Kendrick, action go- star, Fat Amy, action star. You know what? Action star. We'll say action star. Fat sure. Amy. <laughs> Fat Amy. There we go. You know, fun times. I always love doing the word association. Uh, That's always a little fun. Uh, let's do uh, our rankings. Fun rankings. We're actually almost done, my friend. We're we're getting through these pretty quickly. When we don't have forty years of video games to talk about, yeah, we get I mean, these it does quickly. it does get through. We do go through quickly with these smaller ones. Yeah, I, I, that's when we get to our announcement in a bit here. That's not going to be the case. Um, I'm Com- hoping coming that, up, I'm hoping not, that one's going to be a little bit bigger. Yeah, coming up, it's not going to be the case. I mean, even after that, oh. but like, it's not going to be the case. But yep. this is one where you know. Uh, so let's talk about our film rankings. So we have, obviously, each episode we do like a little bit of film rankings, but these are our official rankings. Yes. And uh, we can also talk about a little bit about why we're picking these these spots. Yes. So, so let's start. We have three films. We have Pittsburgh 1, 2, 3. Yes. Let's start at number 3. And uh, what do you got at number 3? Pitch Perfect 3. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, the, listen to our episode. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, it's, it is a disappointing movie. It's a messy movie. It's... 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 Poorly written. Yeah, it's all I mean, over the place. It's poorly it's, written. There's no good character arcs. It's upsetting and it's frustrating yep. to watch what they do with the movie. Yes. So. Uh, number two. Pitch Perfect 2. Um, okay. I think it's an okay movie. I have a two and a half stars <laughs> yeah. in my rating. Yeah. I think it's okay. Um, it, there's, there's some little uncomfortable things in the movie with, with some of the jokes about... A lot race, of racist race jokes. Race jokes. Yeah. And they, took, they take the easy way out with the humor... They don't yes. try to do any type of smart humor. They they focus more on that gross-out humor or, like, the in-your-face dumb kind of humor. Yeah, that's a With good, the race jokes and stuff. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. it they do take the easy way out. Yeah, and, and, and not trying to elevate the movie in any yeah. way. So right. uh, it felt kind of lazy. But it, it, it has uh, some nice moments and... and the actors and the characters and the and the relationships I enjoyed and Haley right. Steinfeld her addition her addition is great worked uh, number one Pitch Perfect absolutely easily the best movie in the franchise uh, to me a personal standout movie sure uh, really love it really love the feel good nature of the movie yeah it's excellent um, and a great example of just what you can do with not every movie needs to be as big blockbuster movie not mm-hmm. every movie needs to be Academy Award winning right but just fun sweet 
a feel-good movie. And so. just a good story. Yeah, absolutely. And a really well-written with story. Some, again, some good musical performances with some With some great musical performances to pad it out. Yep. Well, my friend, we are not just ranking movies because we are ranking franchises. This is a franchise one. We have five franchises. Okay. This is our fifth franchise. I know this is extremely hard for you to do. we got to put Pitch Perfect in here somewhere. What do you... So we have five franchises. Okay. We have Fast and Furious, yes. Terminator, Matrix, yes. Before Trilogy, and Pitch Perfect. Okay. Five franchises. Five franchises. So let's start at number five. What okay. do we got at number five? I'm putting Pitch Perfect fifth. It's yeah. last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is uh, not surprising at all. Yeah, this is... This it's, is, is It is the, easily the worst franchise we've done. This was a real... I'm glad this was actually easy for us, and we were just like, yeah, it's the last one. So we don't have to, like, rank it with the other <laughs> one. I'm like, it's easily the worst one we've done There's so been a little... Like, the Before Trilogy is really kind of the outlier, because yeah. we are kind of going down as we do. Like, like it was like, oh, Fast and Furious is one. Now, you know, going down, like, you know, having a little trouble... Uh, but uh, yeah, Pitch Perfect easily. We're, we're going to see some shifts. Yes. We're going to see some shifts we're for sure. We'll talk about it very soon. Yeah, we'll talk about it very soon. We're going to see but, some shifts. But for now, uh, Pitch Perfect, fifth. Yep. Uh, how about number four? The Matrix. Yeah. I mean, it is a franchise that I think we both ended up enjoying. You enjoyed it a little bit more than I, I did, did, I think. But, but overall, like, just, I don't know. I walked out of that series kind of not loving it. Right. And and, and loving certain aspects. Uh, oh, Resurrections, again, mm-hmm. talk about it yeah. all the time. Love that movie. But uh, overall, fun time, creative, inventive movie, but just not my favorite. 100%. So, yeah. uh, number three. The Terminator. Oh, yes. James Cameron's masterpiece of two movies and then some other movies. And so, some other ones. No, and and so, no, some, some, some of them are really good. Really good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, we Dark Fate's really good. Genesis. Absolutely. Yeah, Genesis that's not good. Uh, give him credit. A, a fun franchise. Yeah. A good franchise. An inventive franchise. Right. But again, overall, had some messiness in the middle there. Sure. Uh, you know, it's... Kind of all over the place. Didn't really work as well as some of those other ones. So yep. I think three is a really good spot for that for I right agree. now. I agree, yeah. Uh, number two. The Before Trilogy. Probably, we talked about this, probably the actually the best movies. <laughs> probably the best set of movies. We've yeah. done on yeah. this show. 100%. Um, uh, dramatic movies, heartfelt movies, right. romantic movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made us really uh, take a minute to kind of step back and uh, think about our lives and talk about love. And now here we are talking about Fat Amy's video. So I mean, we've come a long way. <laughs> come a long way. Thank you, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah, very well. Good movies deserve that number yes. two spot. But just we're talking about franchises. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not the number one yeah. franchise. It can't be. It yeah. can't be because talking about number one franchises for right now, our number one franchise is still Fast and Furious. Oh, Fast and Furious, baby. Yeah, protective of this one. You You're know, very the, protective. Very. There's some competition coming. We are building up. We're getting yeah. into the. We're getting into the spring and the summer soon, and we're building into this. Yeah. And, and there is some stuff coming. Little tease I, for the I, summer I from after this franchise on. The next like two, three franchises, we got some big stuff coming. I think so, Fast is going to be dethroned. It's going to be challenged. I, it's going to mm, be challenged. Yes. Okay. We'll say challenge for right now. We'll say challenge for right now. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make cases. But. I'm not sure if the next one's gonna take it. I'm not sure if the next one's no, gonna no, 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 no. I'm but, not prepared but, for that. But some of the stuff for, for the summer. Mm. I'm I'm really excited. Mm. But yeah, the Fast and Furious, what they do here again, not perfect, but. I put that five, six, and seven up yeah. against almost anything. Right. You know what I mean? At yeah. least what we've done right now. So, uh, 
yeah, really fun, really cool. Also, my friend, yes. what we like to do here, we're not just ranking the franchises, but we like to take the number one movies from each of these franchises. Yes. And we like to talk about those as well. Uh, so we let's talk about the number one movies from each of our five franchises. So let's start at uh, The Fast and the Furious. What's the number one there? Uh, Fast Five. So uh, how about uh, the Before Trilogy? What's the number one film there? <laughs> Before Sunset. How about Terminator? What's the number number one there? Terminator 2, Judgment Day. How about The Matrix? What's the number one film there? The Matrix. And Pitch Perfect, what's the number one film there? <laughs> Pitch Perfect. So let's take those five films. We have Fast Five versus Before Sunset versus Terminator 2 versus The Matrix versus Pitch You know, you realize like when we get more franchises, we're going to be just listing movies like that. Yeah, it's going to be messy. It's going to be like 20 films. We're going to be like, and uh, what's this one? And what's this one? And we're going to be like, oh my God. We're going to change that up as we get more. But right now, we don't have that many. I agree. I agree. I think going up to 10 is probably, and then we'll have to to figure out four man. We're going to have to shift things. But yeah, so let's talk about number five of those five movies. What do you think? the fifth pitch perfect yeah easily it's, it's a good movie yeah but we're talking about like some some of like not crazy about these these franchises mm-hmm. maybe, maybe some of these franchises but but the movies from yes. one movies from each of these franchises like there's some of the some really incredible stuff right uh so number four the matrix yeah again inventive creative uh mind-blowing in 1999 right but, but Again, compared to what compared we have to the on other this three, list, yeah, no, no, doesn't, doesn't hold a candle. Doesn't hold on. Number three, T two. Oh, love T two. Love love T two. Great movie. Great, great, great movie. I stand by it. Linda Hamilton should have gotten the Oscar. Should have gotten the Oscar. Just saying, just saying. If but, you need um, any more uh, reason, uh, Arnold with a box of roses and a shotgun. <laughs> Loving it, loving it. But yeah, it's just again we have two movies. I just think they're a little stronger than yes. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, number two, Before Sunset. Yep. Yeah, again, this is a, a beautiful, heartfelt, romantic movie. And uh, it, 80 it, minutes. Ooh, so quick. So, so quick. quick. Great run time. Uh, but what they do with that time. What they do with that and time. is great. You know, we look at a 90-minute movie like Pitch for Every 3. Uh, not, uh, so, uh, not so much. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, what they do here, but but I think, you know, there is a movie. Yes. Maybe a controversial opinion. There's uh-huh. a one movie I think that stands out above that one. Right. What's that number one movie, my friend? That is going to be Fast Five. I will go to bat for this movie. I know. Even, I know. even when there's franchises that take over that that that, that top <laughs> spot. I'm not saying that this is going to be one forever. I understand that there are things going to be one. You are going to be the one pushing back the most. Is Fast Five not a truly incredible film? It is, it it's is great. Incredible. Yeah, no, it is, it is an incredible film. But as we keep getting deeper and deeper into this i there are cases to be made and and i can't wait i can't wait for that so uh but fast five truly a magnificent film and the more like distance we get from it the more like like, this is the if you gave me these movies and you told me to watch we're still like fast five five, would you not absolutely i I want it in right now yeah so talking about it makes me want to watch it well, my friend. Oh, this we, is my favorite part. We are done. We're done we with Pitch Perfect. Every goodbye to I Pitch just, Perfect. I just want to say, bye Pitch Perfect. <laughs> Not looking forward to those revisits. Bye Pitch. There you go. Yes, okay. <laughs> so, uh, goodbye Pitch Perfect, but hello to a new oh. franchise. My friend, this is a franchise. We've teased this last episode. You are looking forward to this I very, wait. very, very much. This is a franchise, again, this year... This was kind of what I pushed for. I said we should do animation. Yeah, because this year our goal is to diversify a little bit. Uh, not just action. No, mm-hmm. we did action in the beginning of the year in January with with the Matrix, but yes. but it was uh, it was a different 
type of you know it's like, yeah. it's like it's more sci-fi action right, you know right, what right. I mean uh, then we go into uh, you know like like February. romance yeah. you know with with before and and now we just had a musical comedy yeah so let's do animation like, like let's change up and it's like animation comedy but animation yes, right animation it's the first time we've done an animation and mm-hmm. believe it or not there's not that many animated franchises that, ha- that have three out there like there's mm-hmm. a handful but but we talked about let's do some animation we we threw some names out there you know we could do like a we could do like a toy story but we're yeah, like, ah, no. that, that's, that's really a big, special that's, for us that's a special we'll that's save a big that one, yeah. um you know we could do something like like uh like uh how to train your dragon how right? to train your like, dragon yeah good no but you know uh, not, not not the one we want to not the one you want to start, start animation, animation with you know, I mean, you know, how about cars? No, 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 no. That's going to be a pitch perfect situation. <laughs> but, but there is there is one, one. that stands out and among them all. My friend, would you like to make that announcement? Oh, we're doing Shrek! Oh, oh I can't wait! We're getting ready. We're going to have a Shrekingly good we're, time. Oh, it's going to be oh. guys. It's going to be Shrektastic. I, I cannot, cannot wait. I'm so excited. I can't wait to do these movies. Obviously, these are films we have seen. Yeah. Um, I know. I will not, not all of them. That's true. Them. That's that's true. I've seen the first three. I have so have I. I've seen the first three. We both have blind spots with Forever After and Puss in Boots. Yep. But you know, I I cannot wait. I'll be on record now. I love the first two movies. I'll just say it. I love the first two movies, and I can't wait to rewatch them. It's kind of easier to do it like this because, again, we've seen these movies, so we can kind of comment on them a little bit and be like, "Hey, this is." But like, I'm excited to actually rewatch them and go in depth, yeah, and really like review them on here and have fun with it. But we were like talking about, it and we were like, we have to do animation, and I was like, Shrek. We have to do Shrek. Like it's the one. Yep. Like we have that stands out among them all, and that's what we're doing. And I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I am ready. I'm ready for Shrek. Yes. I got my Shrek Tastic collection. I got the ultimate Shrek collection on Blu-ray. Who sold you on that? Oh, you did. Yes, my I did. We, you know, we, we went. You know, pitching some ideas, and yeah. you're like, "Hey, man, not only can we do Shrek, but look, did you see this collection? Did you see you get all you get all the movies. Did you see the Shrek Tastic. You, you, you get all the movies. You get the musical. You get all the you get all the short films. You get all the TV specials. You get some <laughs> TV episodes. Yeah. Check it out, man. Yeah. It's worth a deal. It's worth a deal. And I gotta tell you, it's a shrekingly good yeah, deal. It's, it, isn't it, it amazing it, how often you can put Shrek in front of a word and it works? <laughs> Shrek-tastic. It, it's pretty, it's pretty Shrek-tacular. fantastic. Shrekingly good. It's just like, it's fantastic. Shrek off. Yeah. <laughs> Go Shrek yourself, Go man. Go Shrek yourself. How about that? But no, I'm really excited to talk about Shrek and yeah. to talk about this uh, this animation. In fact, we're just going to jump into the first movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but we're really, really excited for this oh, one. This, Cannot it, wait. I mean, I'm telling you, like, I, I don't mean to harp on this, but you know, this this is one that you know our last couple of retrospectives have been pretty short, and I think this is one that's going to be uh, back up. You know, when we get to yeah. the because there's yeah. a lot here to talk about. There's a lot here going in here. And, and like you said, this is something that we are familiar with. We do have, a, I, and I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. I love those first two movies too. And but you know what? I couldn't tell you, especially the first one. Could not tell you the last time I watched the first movie. Oh yeah, it's been some time. So I, I'm excited to revisit it. I'm also fingers crossed, just making sure because you know sometimes when you revisit revisit things from your childhood, they might not yeah. hold up as well. Some fingers crossed, but I'm pretty sure I, this. I'm is, pretty is, sure Shrek holds up really well from what some, I from what I've seen holds up very well, and so does the second film. Both so. hold up very very well. Shrek is love. Shrek, Shrek is, is love. My Shrek is life. Yeah, so, cannot wait. Uh, my friend, with that. We are all done. We take our final bow as we are done talking about the Pitch Perfect franchise. We Aka did it, my friend. Yes, we, we Aka did it. did it. We did it. 
But thank you for listening. Thank you to Tony, as always. Tony, I'm sure you loved the Pitch Perfect franchise. I know these were his favorite episodes. Absolutely. We appreciate everybody for their support, everybody who gives us a chance, who gives us a listen. We, we love doing this, and, mm-hmm. and I, I want to do this for as long as possible. Yes. So really appreciate anybody who gives us that, that opportunity to do so. And don't forget to check out our bonus series, the A Year in Franchise, where we break down each individual year looking at all the franchise movies that are in it. We started with 2003. We'll be do, dropping those about once a month. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. It's FranchiseMe, just one word. Mm -hmm. You can send us an email, uh, FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify as well. Uh, Give us your feedback so we can get better each week. Check out our website. It's FranchiseMePodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, And make sure you check back next week as we move into a swamp and start our newest franchise. Shrek. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Donkey.